Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurial Court Reporter Podcast. So this episode, in this episode, we're going to talk about getting into real time. So first and foremost, I want to talk about why I'm not writing real time. As the court reporter who finished first in her class, took 14 months, effortlessly, well, seemingly effortlessly, finished with clean writing, and even when I went back to pick up my award, like six months after graduation, and I had already been working for six months, my professors were all so shocked that I'm not doing real time. And I'm also shocked. Like, why am I not doing real time? If other people are doing it, what is, like, why have I not given myself this opportunity? Why have I not made the effort or done, figured out some way to provide real time? Like, whether it's, I've seen other court reporters who, you know, they just put a screen in front of their attorneys that they feel comfortable with and say, like, I'm just trying this out, like, so that you can let me know if it's accurate or not. And I thought that was a really amazing idea, but I haven't, you know, I don't really have any clients that I can do that with. I don't have people that I work with too regularly. It's kind of random. I'm all over the place. I'm in the Hudson Valley. I'm in New York City. I'm in Albany. It's like I'm all over the place. So I, that is definitely one of my goals to build relationships and have more regular clients. But anyway, there may be, some of you may not be doing real time, even though you want to be. And you may also be wondering like, what can I do to get into it? So there was a day on January 18th that I was super excited. I was in really high spirits. I was like, had this really positive energy. I was in a really good space. And at that time, I can't remember exactly what the reason was, but I think that there was someone who offered me a job, a real-time job. And it was like, it was enough time away where my mentor, Joshua Edwards, he said that if you are a clean writer and you feel confident and you just need to like get the technicalities ready, get the software ready, learn a little, learn what to do in certain situations with like, I'm talking about the technical stuff. That's what's really holding me back personally. I feel like, cause I, I'm okay. I'm not like, I'm yes, maybe I have some fear of making a mistake or maybe I have fear of like, not, but really the main fears are the technical things. Like what if I don't know how to fix something in time because it's a real time file? I don't, what if I don't know how to do certain things in the software? What if like I can't do the troubleshooting? Like it's just the technic, the technology side is what I am stressed with. And that's the reason that I have not taken the leap of providing real time. So, so for me, I need to focus on that. And so I posted this on January 18th. I'm putting together a step to, step-by-step guide for those who have never done real-time but are confident and clean, good writers. And this step-by-step guide is going to be ready to, is going to help you to get ready to take your first real-time job in just two weeks. So this is on the Entrepreneurial Court Reporter Podcast Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group where every discussion we have on here is like any comment you make or any way that you contribute to this discussion, your name and what you say may be mentioned in the podcast. So uh, basically we had a conversation about getting into real time. So I posted this saying that I'm going to come up with a guide, a step-by-step guide for getting you ready to do real time in just two weeks. And the reason I was doing this is because of me, like for me, I want to do it for myself, but not only for myself, but share it with others because I don't know, I feel like I've always searched on Google and like tried so hard to find some kind of higher education to like something that was very clear and easy, like a quick guide to just start providing real time, not worrying about all like getting your dictionary perfect. Cause I know that that's, that's like a lifelong process, but if you want to start getting the experience, at least just like 
don't let anything hold you back. Just try and then you'll learn as you go. If your writing is not up to par for real time, you will find out quickly. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to have like a bad experience, but we can't be afraid of making mistakes. We have to just make mistakes and learn from them. If, if someone gives us feedback, we have to take it and be happy and thankful about it and not be defensive, but learn from it because life is a learning journey, right? That's why we're here. We are not, per- none of us are perfect. And so we shouldn't be waiting until we're perfect to start doing something that we know will benefit our careers. So, okay, so one of the steps on the guide is going to be dis- to decide on a real-time streaming software such as CaseViewNet or Live Litigation. Okay, like there are many different softwares that you can use. And so I, that's one of the things that I was asking for feedback on in this Facebook group to, to have kind of a discussion about it. So I, I said at everyone, I mentioned everybody in the group, who has experience with, at everyone who has experience with real-time, I need your advice and input. Has anyone compared the different streaming options? If so, do you have an opinion as to which is best? Any favorites? Or maybe you've always used the same one and never tried any others because you love it so much. All I've tried is CaseViewNet so far, and I can't say like I love it enough to just choose it without exploring other options. And then, out of my excitement for doing this two-week real-time guide, I said, guys, guys, this is for real. This is big. If you've been wanting to do real-time and you just haven't done it yet, this is going to be the best thing for you, like, ever. It's going to be foolproof, every single step broken down for dummies like me. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm excited to share this guide with you all once it's done. Okay, so that's that was my post that I shared on Facebook, and then it got a lot of responses. So 45 comments. Um, Let's go through the comments. So... Danielle Shea says, we need more real-time reporters and taking the first step is the hardest part. I'm so glad that stenographers, new and old, have a mentor like you. I have been a real-time reporter for 14 years and I love it. And then I and then I commented saying, Danielle, we need your help. Thank you. Okay, so Erica, I can't pronounce her last name, S-J-O. Anyway, I'll just reserve that for her privacy. Um, but Erica said, I like ICVNet. I think that's CaseViewNet. Just because when I correct my transcript during a break, those corrections are reflected on counsel's real-time screen. That does not happen with live lit. Okay, wow. And, and then I posted, well, that's a deal breaker. That's a game changer, right? So you definitely want a software that's going to make your corrections in real-time on the counsel's screen, on the real-time screen that you're providing, not just on your own screen, right? So, and then Deb Duran said, that happens with StenoCat's trial book as well. And then Jennifer Miller, Jennifer Bilstein Miller says, it happens with live lit if you have Eclipse. So I guess for CaseCat users, CaseViewNet is the best option, according to these comments. And for any other users like Eclipse or StenoCat, then it seems like you will be better off. I mean, you're okay with live litigation, but CaseCat users should not use live litigation because you definitely want your corrections to be coming up in real time on the attorney's screens as well. Okay, Lindsay Stoker says, I'm happy to share the mechanics of getting into real-time, of getting real-time going, but if you are not real-time ready, I cannot stress this enough. Please do not provide it. I'm not trying to gatekeep. Being truly real-time ready is, in the first place, is not something that can be accomplished in two weeks if, skill-wise, you aren't there yet. And then she said, I use CaseViewNet and Stenograph will train you on how to do it once you purchased your personal session code. 
Okay, and then I responded to her, thank you so much for this. I will change the wording to specify that it's specifically the technology for those who are not clean writers, there should be a different map. So I, I guess I'll emphasize again that, you know, if you're not confident in your writing and you're not writing with a high level of accuracy and you're not like a clean writer, then, you know, you may not want to jump into real time. But if you are a clean writer and you're just being held back by your fear or by the technology or by some small reasons that, you know, should not be holding us back, then you should definitely take this two-week guide and and go with it and try it out. And that's what I'm doing. Okay, so... And then Lindsay responded saying, yeah, and look, everybody has to start somewhere. I absolutely want people to provide real time when they are ready. Anissa Nirenberger does captioning training, but I'm sure she could help up your writing game in this case as well. And then I said, yes, I, I did go through Anissa's program. So speaking of Anissa Nirenberger's program, she does have a program. It's called Learn to Caption, I think. Um, I can't remember. Uh, real, my real, yeah, Learn to Caption. That's one of the names. There's two different names, I think. And so I, in my desperate search, I mean, for years I've been searching for something that could train me and I was willing to pay the money for it. And so when I found her and spoke to her and had like a consultation, I kind of felt like, and I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for my whole career. I cannot believe I didn't know you existed. You should do more marketing. Like I was just so excited. I was like, I'm definitely, I signed up the day that I spoke to her, even though it was $2,000, I had no hesitation to pay that money. And you know what? It turns out that that program was not even what I was looking for because it didn't really address the things that you need in order to start doing real time for like for the legal industry it's more about captioning and yeah I, I thought captioning would be really cool but my first step is really providing real time in the legal industry and I just need a quick like I just need help overcoming the fears that I have overcoming all these objections that my brain offers me like what if this happens what if that happens all these little fears and hesitations and I need to address the technology. Like once I'm confident, like once I've practiced for two weeks, the technology, like providing it to a friend or in every Zoom meeting or, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, those are the things that I need help with. It's not, I mean, I feel like her, her program is more like a long-term thing where you're improving your dictionary and like that. Yeah, of course, we're always going to be improving our dictionaries and everything. So anyway, I went through Anissa's program. Um, and I did not complete it. So unfortunately, you know, I could not get the money back and I could not complete it. I got about halfway through and I'm very thankful for, you know, the the experience that I had and learning that it wasn't the right program for me and also, you know, getting some feedback from her and improving my writing a little bit probably. So I cannot complain about anything, you know, I made I made a mistake and I will definitely learn from that mistake and figure out, like create my own program that I need for my specific situation. So, um, so okay, so Lindsay says, I love that. Yeah, as long as your conflicts are resolved, and I would say an error rate of no more than 2%, and that includes missing words, you're ready. And once you get CaseViewNet up and running, it's so easy. It basically sets up itself. You just have to get the participants logged in on site. And then Jody asks, what's your advice on cleaning up your writing? I've been scoping my own work and asked, adding everything to my dictionary. Would you practice on speed as well? And then Lindsay responded, absolutely. Yeah, besides cleaning up your own work for a while, really good real time is the intersection of speed and accuracy. You can improve your accuracy 
you can improve your accuracy if you define your junk. Having a high speed threshold ensures that you won't get all messed up when things get sticky. That ensures your accuracy, so you have practice and defining. Brief where you can, but not so much that it makes you hesitate. And then Jody says, thanks for responding. I'll keep defining the junk and keep trying until I'm there. Trisha says, yes, for CaseCat users, using CaseViewNet and the CVN browser is the best option. Our corrections will not refresh on any other platform, only for a few lines. But when attorneys are word searching through the transcript, which happens to me all the time, if you went back on a break to fix an ugly spot, those corrections will not be on the attorney's screen on any other software. So again, this is emphasis on the fact that CaseCat users must, <laughs> like it seems like this is a, a game changer. There's no other option for CaseCat users. You have to use CaseCat, I'm sorry, KI CaseViewNet because any other option for some reason will not sync with your corrections. So definitely, definitely CaseCat users like me should be doing CaseViewNet. And by the way, I actually purchased CaseViewNet a few years ago because I was like, I'm just going to do it. I just want to do real time. I'm going to buy it and be ready. And I never actually used it. But anyway, I guess if I do it again, I will ask Stenograph if they have a training, some kind of a training class or something to get me ready. Okay. And anyway, yeah, it is actually pretty simple. It's, that's, that's really not the reason that I didn't do it. It's not because of the CaseViewNet. That was very simple. It's It's really just... The other technicalities, which I don't even th think it should be holding me back. It's so stupid. I'm, I'm like coming up with all these reasons not to do it. And it's all to avoid a feeling. Everything we do, actually, everything that we do or don't do is to either avoid a feeling or to feel a certain way that we want to feel. So I, you know, a lot of times we're so driven by our fears, so driven away from what we want to do because of fear. But feelings are really just a feeling. It's a vibration in the body. It's not actually something that's going to harm us, but our bodies and our nervous systems make us think that we're going to die. And so that's why we don't end up taking action because of these feelings that we have. So really important to be able to recognize that about our brains and really overcome those feelings and just push past that. So uh, Deb says, I use StenoCat trial book. When I make corrections, it refreshes on the attorney's browser. I am internet streaming real time. Okay. So I asked her, which software to use with StenoCat? Are you on, are you an Eclipse user? And then Trisha said, Trisha says, you are on CaseCat software and using StenoCat trial book software to send out real time corrections you make in CaseCat hours later are showing up on the attorney's screen, question mark. And then Trisha said, Rapid Refresh is a proprietary case catalyst feature that only works with their own software. If this has changed and is now available with StenoCat, that is wonderful news. Is that really the case? If so, I will call StenoCat and Stenograph tomorrow to find out. Hmm, okay, well, this has not been answered, so I'm going to ask her right now. Okay, so Lynette Muller... Lynette posted, you should check out some of the articles that NCRA Tech Committee has written about real-time. While they're not super in-depth, they could assist in creating your guide. I will link some of them in the comments below. It's good to offer some tips. Some articles are a few years old, but still relevant today. And then I responded saying, thank you. I was just reading this one and I posted one because I was already, you know, I was doing my research as well, looking up articles and any resources I, resources I could possibly find. And I was looking, reading an article about ways to hook up your real time. And it did seem a little bit outdated 
because it was mostly focusing on in-person setting up on iPads and I think I'm kind of more, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I have an iPad and, and I think it's very straightforward, but I'm really more focused on like remote proceedings because I think that's a little bit more common now. Um, and that's what I'm interested in doing is more like remote over Zoom and being able to connect on the different video conferencing platforms and provide captions and provide the transcripts through that. So I think it's really really straightforward. It is the same similar process as doing it in person, but you don't have to bring all that extra equipment. Okay, so Lynette has posted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight articles about real time. So I'm just going to read the titles in case anybody wants to check them out, but but I, I have not finished going through them. I definitely read uh, one of them um, called Real Time, It's Worth It by Keith Lemons. And so I would definitely love to have Keith come on the podcast and talk to and share his story about getting into real time. But basically what he did, and I'm just going to read a quote from his article. So he talks about how times have changed over the years. And back in the day, there was there wasn't really real time at all. In the latter half of the 1990s, a CAT program made real-time court reporting a reality. So it didn't really become a thing until the late 1990s. So he was really excited when he learned about real-time. So his story is that he was working in court and he put his iPad or his computer... Okay, I'm just going to read what he wrote here. So it says, Two months ago, I was taking a medical malpractice... No. Okay, so Keith, he took it upon himself to buy the equipment, learn wiring and splitting and sending and receiving. I wonder what wiring and splitting are. Okay, I have to look that up and I will find out. Okay, so he said, it was a real struggle. I showed it to my boss, the judge. She didn't want to have anything to do with it, but I was enthusiastic about it. So I kept asking her if I could just put the computer on a bench, on the bench, Put a computer on the bench to see if my writing was correct. She relented, but she eventually made me turn the monitor. Uh, sorry, she relented, but she made me turn the monitor to where she wouldn't have to look at it. But she never told me to take it down. Pretty soon, she wanted me to angle the monitor so it would be more visible when she wanted to see the attorney's objections. Then she wanted to learn how to scroll backwards, then how to search, and how to write notes. Eureka! Okay, so so that's Keith Lemon's story about how he started getting into real time. He literally just put the screen in front of his judge, and even though she didn't want it, he just kept it there, and eventually she realized the benefits of it, and that's, and took it from there. So, so it says, little did I know that this struggle would become the thrust of my presentations and seminars for the next 16 plus years. Of course, I'm talking about real time for the average reporter. Wow. Okay. So I'm really excited to talk to Keith about his story and hear some of the tips he has about getting into real time. So after he'd provided that real time to his judge, it looks like he did it again with another attorney who was hard of hearing. It says, two months ago, I was taking a medical malpractice jury trial with several prominent attorneys, one of whom was intensely hard of hearing. I've been gently suggesting to him that real time could help him. Finally, I just did what I did with my judge those many years ago. I put the real time on his table 
and told him that it was free, but if he liked it, I would start charging the next day. During the trial, this attorney would bring the iPad to bench conferences so he could see what was being whispered, something he hasn't been able to do for years. Both attorneys used their iPads during the instruction conference to see what the construction of their sentences would look like on their jury charge. That reluctant attorney? He now has two jury trials with me for the beginning of the year with real time. Two weeks ago, I did real time a real-time feed with a, for a woman who was profoundly deaf, deaf from birth, birth, who read lips but never learned American Sign Language. She read lips but watched my screen like a hawk. She even got a kick out of a mistran or two that I made. I know the struggle is real. This job can be the most difficult struggle day in and day out, but with our own self-improvement, learning real-time, and becoming accomplished at it makes that struggle turn into satisfied accomplishment. I'm loving that struggle, and you will too. Okay, so amazing article by Keith Lemons. And he this was written in 2018, so it's not too, too long ago. It's about five years ago. Actually, March 19th of 2018. So, wow, we're, we're in March as well. So, anyway, he definitely... That, that's really cool that he was able to just, like, I've thought about that too. If I had a client that I could build a relationship with that I knew that knew me regularly work with, like a judge or something, someone that you see every week or something like that, who you know and have a relationship with and have that type of relationship where you can just put a screen in front of them and ask them and say, hey, like, I'm just working on my real time. You know, if you like it, let me know. Or if, if you have any feedback. I'd love to hear how you what you think about this. So that can be a really good way for attorneys who don't really know the benefits of, of it because I think that it's seen as kind of a luxury real time. It's like, is it really necessary to pay extra? Maybe it's just like a luxury because it is it has benefits, but it's not necessary. That's what some people think. But if we give them, like if we if they don't know what they're missing, then giving them a little taste of it is a good way to let them know that it's actually more than just a luxury. It, like, it's really important to, like, how much of a big difference that it makes. And then the conversation continues, and some more people post, posted saying that they were really interested in following this post and learning and seeing what it is that I come up with for this two-week real-time guide. And so, and then we have some more, you know, people helping out. So I just wanted to say that that it's a little bit of a shame that I let the energy, that good energy, the highest spirits I was in when I posted this message, I was just so excited. I was just determined. I was ready to do this. And then I got so many, not so many, but a few comments. And one person messaged me. I'm not going to name any names, but someone messaged me a very long message, almost like a novel, <laughs> telling me that I should not be doing this and that I should not be a coach which by the way, that's a whole nother topic because I am a certified life coach by the life coach school. And I'm not like claiming to be some expert at real-time court reporting. And I think maybe my, maybe my message came off the wrong way or something. And she thought that I was teaching people how to be like a pro expert real-time writer, which is not what I'm doing. I'm literally just sharing my journey as I take myself through the journey. I think that it would benefit others to also hear about it so they can maybe take themselves through it because this is what I always wished I had someone I just want I love to just hear people's experiences because in this court reporting industry and field that we're in it's really different for everybody and just hearing other people's perspectives other people's experiences what how they handled certain situations really helps like even if it's not the way to do it there is no right or wrong way it's just an experience that we have to try and you know try different things and find what works for us so 
when it comes to being like an actual, like, I don't know, a certified coach, I'm sure maybe the answer NCRA has some kind of certification to be a court reporter coach or a teacher, but that's not what I'm saying that I am. I'm not a court reporter teacher or instructor. I am a life coach, a licensed, like certified life coach, which I'm not actually focusing on right now because I believe in constraint and focusing on one thing at a time. So if I'm going to be focusing on my steno career, then I'm not going to be doing life coaching at the same time. So I know it may sound confusing to some people because I do say that I'm a life coach, but my practice of coaching is not, I'm not charging people for sessions right now. I'm just sharing my journey with people as I embark on it myself. So I did get a message from someone. She was telling me that I should not be doing this. Basically, like it kind of made me feel like she's thinking that I'm a bad person or, you know, I I did apologize and, and say like, I'm really sorry if my message came off wrong or if you took it the wrong way, uh, maybe if you if you have any tips or if you have any help that you can offer me, like if, if you're seeing something that I'm lacking or you see that I really need some help, then then I would gladly accept the help. So I asked her if there was something, some resource resource that she had online or some program that I could sign up for to learn more about how to become an expert at this. And she declined that help that I asked for. So you know, all the best to her. And I I just don't want to let things like that stop me or anyone else from just going for it. Because like I said, the energy I was in when I was so excited about this, this journey that I was taking myself through the two week real time guide, like I was really excited. There's an agency called Karash, Karash, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Karash agency. And they, two years ago, they, they wanted me to start like we were talking about working together and they tried booking me for some jobs, but I just wasn't ready at that time that because of the techni- technology, the technicalities and all those things that I'm that have been holding me back. All those tiny little things that really should not be holding me back for two whole years, not to mention the six years that I've been working as a court reporter. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I don't want to let any negativity stop me from trying, okay? If I want to try this and do it and maybe mess up and make a mistake, I'm willing to do that. I really think that the best way to learn is by going through that process, is by making mistakes, is by not putting yourself, hiding yourself in a shell, but going out there and making a mistake and learning from it, okay? And it's not going to kill us. It's only going to make us stronger. So if my real time is really not good enough and not up to par, then and I try it anyway, then I'll find out. And I will probably realize like how much work I need to do and take the time to do it. But, but without just trying it, then there's no way to really know that and to really advance and reach your goals. So I am not going to listen to those comments trying to stop me from doing something that I want to do. I'm going to do it and I'm going to share the journey and I'm really excited about it. So I hope this doesn't sound like mean or anything. I just, I'm really passionate about it. So I'm very excited to share what, what happens. And I just don't think that it's necessary for us to make it such a huge obstacle and make it such a big deal in our minds when really it's nothing at all. Okay, so thanks for listening today and I hope this had has inspired you in any way, shape, or form, and that we can go on this journey together. Join the Entrepreneurial Co Reporter Podcast Facebook group if you want to join the discussion and be a part of any of these podcast episodes because we are also talking about things like 
setting your rates, working with the right people, building your team, hiring, um, all those things that, you know, productivity, time management, and basically how to be the best business owners slash freelancers slash court reporters that we can be. So have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next time. Bye.